All right. Well, uh, good evening. Welcome. My name's David. If you don't know who I am, uh, one of the pastors here, and have the joy of speaking with you all. So we're going to start a new series. So we have a nice, cool new slide that has the new series on it. It's on hearing God. Um, yeah, good job, Annika. She she did that one. So um, so it's just we're going to be talking about how we how do we hear God? How do we hear His voice? How do we know it's His voice and not some other voice that we're hearing? Okay, um, and so to kick it off, I want to start with I want to ask you a question. Has there ever been a time that you have personally heard from the Lord? Time that you would say you knew that you knew that God spoke to you. Okay, so just, has there been a time? Is that something that happens in your life? Last November, I had a chance to go to Texas, and I was uh, headed down to Dallas to do a piece of theology for Focus. So Focus, for those who don't know, there's a, a group of, I think, nine, there are nine campuses in the Dallas Metroplex area. Uh, just a great group, and they send students up to our Sikkim conference, training conference in May, and we regularly send SSI teams down, right? So who was, who was there? Yes, some of you were there. Okay. Um, and so I had a chance to go down there and speak on the topic of hearing God. And so I was on, this, on the plane down to Dallas, and I'd actually earlier while I was sitting at the airport in Portland was asking the Lord, Lord, just speak to me, because I'm supposed to be speaking to people about hearing you, so it would be great if I could hear from you. That would be a good thing, wouldn't it? Um, and so I was on the plane, and sitting across the aisle from me was this mom, uh, uh, a younger mom with this baby. And it's just this beautiful baby, just round-headed, no hair, big blue eyes, just, and just smiling, looking right at me, deep into my soul, and smiling. It was awesome. Um, and, and this, I think it was a boy. I think it was a boy. Uh, he just it didn't matter, but he just kept looking at me and smiling, this big, ridiculous grin. And it was wonderful. It really was wonderful. So at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at a book, uh, kind of reviewing a book um, for my talk uh, down in Dallas later that, uh, that weekend. And, so, and the book I was reading is uh, called Discernment by Henry Nowen. And it's about hearing God's voice and being aware of God's presence in our everyday lives and the everyday stuff of our life. So here I am, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, this baby's flirting with me, looking at me, smiling, and I'm reading this book, you know, on discernment, and right at this point, I come across these words, and I've got it on the screen here. The presence of God is often subtle, small, quiet, and hidden. The Lord, who is the creator of the universe, comes to us in smallness, weakness, and hiddenness. When I have no eyes for the small signs of God's presence, the smile of a baby, the carefree play of children, the words of encouragement and gestures of love offered by friends, I remain spiritually blind. And I tell you what, as I read those words, the smile of a baby, and I look up and there's that baby just (laughs) smiling at me. And I just deep in my spirit, it wasn't audible, but I just heard the Lord say, David, I'm smiling at you. And I, I tell you what, I mean, it was, it was like a spiritual moment right there. I mean, I just had my own little personal revival on the plane. And, and it just, it was almost surreal. It just leapt out at me. I just knew at that moment, God was very present to me. And God was speaking to me just so clearly. And he used a book 
and a baby to do it. It was, it was, it was wonderful. And it was very reassuring. One, because I prayed earlier, Lord, I want to hear you because I'm supposed to be talking to people about hearing you. It'd be nice if I could hear you. Uh, so he answered that prayer. So there you go. Somebody shared about praying specific prayers, right? Call your thing, shared that. And it just underscored again that our God is a living God. He's alive. He's active. He hears us. He seeks to be present to us. He speaks to us in very personal ways. And really, that's the heart of this series that we're going to be jumping into, hearing God, listening to his voice. And really, it's the heart of, of, of Christian belief is that God is real, and that he's present in our world in very personal ways. And that I believe, and I think the scripture will show this, that he regularly speaks to us, even about the very particulars of our lives. There's a quote, there's a, a good book if you want, you know, so you can read Henry Nouwen's book on discernment. Another good book I read on the topic is Hearing God by Dallas Willard. And he writes this, he says, People are meant to live in an ongoing conversation with God, speaking and being spoken to. How could there be a personal relationship, a personal walk with God, or with anyone else without individualized communication? Individualized communication. And I think the Bible really reinforces this idea of individualized communication with us. Go through and, uh, you know, read your Bibles. You're doing the gospel challenge, hopefully. As you read through the scripture, one thing jumps, should jump out at us is how often it, the, the phrase, the Lord said, the Lord said. Now, sometimes that kind of just occurs generally to Israel or this group of people. But most of the time, more often than not, it's a reference to God speaking to an individual. The Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to Abraham. The Lord said to Joshua, to Peter, to Paul. It's the most basic assumption of Scripture, and it's quite an amazing assumption. And it's really the testimony of countless Christians throughout the ages is that our God is not silent, that he is a God who speaks, and he is a God who is still speaking today at a very personal and individual level. But now having said that, I realize that's not everybody's experience necessarily or their expectation so i don't know where we're all at on this topic you know you jump into these topics you never know where where is everybody at as we go into this you know some of you are like yeah i already know that experience it okay all right but you know for some people there's no expectation uh there's a belief in god but there's no expectation that god would speak to them or to anyone in a personal way so you know their god is kind of the distant deity He's, he's the faraway being who maybe, maybe he's left us some general principles to live by. Oh, he was nice enough to put them into a book for us, a very long book. Um, and, you know, and it kind of functions like a user manual, kind of like you'd have with your computer or you know, something, you know, just how, how to operate this thing. But there's no sense that God is, is living and present in a dynamic way, present to us in the immediacy of our own lives. Some people live that way. You know, there's a technical term for that. If you, if you want to know it, it's called deism. And interestingly enough, most of the, a lot of the founding fathers of the United States were deists. They weren't Christian, per se. They were deists. So you thought God was somewhere else, but he left us a nice handbook. So just, you know, read it and get the basics down. 
Now, other people might say, you know, I'm not a deist. I know God's, you know, I have a, a you know, my God is, is, is a, you know, the God and Father Jesus, the Christian God. Um, but they're just maybe highly suspicious that God would ever speak to an individual. And maybe some of you, that's your experience. You know, maybe some of us have heard too many times somebody's claiming that God told me this. And we're thinking, oh, I know what kind of person you are, or I, I'm hearing what you're thinking God's telling you, and I'm just really suspicious of that. You know, or maybe somebody's laid that on you. You know, I don't know if any of you have had this, you know, God told me we're supposed to get married. You know, ah, scary, you know. And I, uh, you know, I think it was Brady who once said, if anybody ever tells you that, you just tell them, well, God didn't tell me. <laughs> and so until he does, you just, just zip it, Okay. But, you know, sometimes that kind of stuff happens, and we're like, did God really tell you that? How do you know God told you that? Right? And, of course, just because somebody claims that they're hearing from God and, and, and speaking on behalf of what God's told them, they think, it doesn't always make it so, right? And even the Bible will acknowledge that, right? That we need to test either what we think we hear or what another person claims to have heard being God speaking. And the scripture does. It offers us some tried and true ways to discern and test if what we've heard or what somebody else has heard or claiming to hear is really from God or it's from themselves or, you know, it's just that leftover pizza that they probably shouldn't have eaten but decided to eat. And all of a sudden they're hearing voices. You know, you just, you know, you just, what is it? And really that's part of the hope of our series in this because uh, is to navigate how do we... We believe God speaks, but how do we really know that he speaks? And, and how do we not just kind of get cynical and write the whole thing off? Which I, I don't want us to do. I mean, you know, there's too many smiling babies out there and God wanting to show up to, to write it off. But so some of us might be in that boat. And others of us just simply might, um, you wouldn't put yourself in either of those categories, but you, you wouldn't really describe your faith uh, in terms of this ongoing, dynamic, real-time conversation with God where you're speaking to him and he's speaking back to you. While you'd say, in principle, I believe that's possible, that's not really my experience. And, and for, for many Christians, they may go years and, you know, for a lifetime at times, never, not necessarily experiencing that kind of reality. So I don't know where we find ourselves at, you know, where you find yourself at tonight. Here's the bottom line. Here's, the, here's kind of the, the, the assumption that we go into this series with is that we believe God can and does still speak to us in personal ways. That we should expect to hear his voice. That we should anticipate growing at being able to recognize when it's God speaking to us. When it's God making himself present in a very real way. So we hope this series will, will help. You know, I... We help the series will kind of be like a mentor or, or a teacher, helping us to tune into the frequency of God. You know, the old dial radios, and you, uh, it's coming in, and whew, there it is. I hear clearly. And, and, and I'm hoping that our time this quarter will help us to, to tune the dials of our heart and our ears to begin to hear what God's saying to us, learning to hear his voice. Or another way to put it, um, kind of a setup to the text we're going to look at here, is I hope this series will be for you like the high priest Eli was for the young boy Samuel when he was first learning to hear God's voice. As a mentor, somebody even kind of pointed out, like, actually, I think that's the Lord's voice. 
And so I want us to look at this passage just as a kind of a, as a way to kick off this series found in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we'll have the words up there in a second for you. And it just it recounts the story of the young boy Samuel, who at that time he, he was living and serving full time in uh, Israel's tabernacle, kind of the place of the worship of God. And he was serving under the high priest Eli. And it it's recounts where he first begins to hear God's voice. If you know anything about Samuel, and you can read the rest of the story you know, later, but Samuel grows up to be this powerful prophet and leader in Israel who is known for his close and intimate walk with God. He's a, he's a person who hears the Lord's voice clearly and speaks it out. But it's encouraging to me to know that he had a beginning point in that journey where at first he didn't know the Lord's voice, and then he began to learn to recognize it. So I wanted us to look at this passage, and we'll just make a couple uh, brief uh, observations about it. Okay, so 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses uh, 3 through 9, and I think, yep, it's really kind of small, but that's okay. I will, I'll read it for you, okay? So the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Eli is the high priest. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You you called me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So he told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Now, we could go on. There's so much stuff to, go, to, to talk about in this, this text. I just, there's two things I wanted to kind of pull our attention to as we kick off this series this quarter. And the first one, it's a real, I mean, you know, lots of, lots of schooling for this one, Okay. Samuel did not recognize the Lord's voice at first. I was pretty obvious, I know. But it's interesting. You know, Samuel, here's, 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 I mean, he's a young boy, but he'd been dedicated to the Lord for the service of the Lord. He served in the tabernacle full time. I mean, he was like a Korfa. I mean, he was, he was doing it. I mean, he was, that's small group leaders for those who don't know what that is, okay? You know, but he didn't recognize the Lord's voice even when he heard it audibly. I just find that fascinating. He didn't, 
I sometimes wonder, how many times have I heard an audible voice? I just thought it was somebody in the crowd. Maybe it was the Lord talking to me. <gasps> wow, I don't know. You know, it's just fascinating, right? I think that sometimes people just assume that they will or should automatically recognize the voice of God when he speaks. And just assume it. Well, I would recognize it. And, and this assumption, I think, leads some people to conclude that because they don't hear the Lord's voice, or they don't think they hear it, that he must not be speaking, or at least he's not speaking to them, because surely they would recognize the Lord's voice if they heard it. But I don't think that's a good assumption to make. This, this scripture here doesn't seem to make that assumption. Other scriptures don't seem to make that assumption. And I think people throughout, God's people throughout the ages, the way they talk about it, doesn't lead me to assume that, in fact, hearing God's voice is automatic. Now, we'll say a lot of things in this series, but one thing I want to kind of put at the beginning is this is, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes discipline. It takes desire. It takes a humility of heart. It, it takes the help of others who've gone before us to begin to help us walk in, in hearing God's voice. So it's really a lifetime journey that we're on that we have to consciously, diligently, and persistently undertake. So here's a little uh, an analogy. I, I, you know, I was trying to think of... Is anybody... Any bird watchers in here? I, I, I just... Hope, are you a bird watcher? Wow. I just didn't know if we'd get anybody. Good job, Hope. You know... I am not a bird watcher, and apparently none of you are bird watchers aside from hope, okay? Oh, did I miss? Sorry. Ryan? Good job, Ryan. Woo! Okay, we'll test you later. No, I'm joking. Okay? But, you know, if you took me or all of the rest of us aside from hope and Ryan out into the woods, you know, I think we'd probably struggle. Some of us would struggle to even see the birds, but we probably would see some birds. But we'd struggle to know what bird, it, what is that bird? And we definitely would probably struggle to know what, what's, if we heard the birds calling, like, oh, what, 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 who, which kind of bird is that, you know? Um, and we'd try to record it, Google, and, you know, I don't know if you could do that, but um, you probably could do that. So, but we would just struggle. We wouldn't be very good at it. But if over time, say we went out with Hope and with Ryan, and if we set our hearts on it, we just became impassioned about it. I will become, you know, the, the bird watcher extraordinaire. <clears throat> I will know my birds. I will know, recognize their voice. They will call to me and I will answer, okay? <laughs> you know, and if we just knew that and we, we set our heart on it and we disciplined ourselves and did some of our homework and, you know, we had our mentors out there to help us with all of this, after a while, we would get better at it. We would know the sight and, and what the different calls of the birds are. You know, we would, we, you know, we would recognize the Stellar's Jay call. Or I had to look all these up. These are Northwest birds, by the way. The Golden Crown Sparrow, the Goldfinch, the Robin, the Black Cap Chickadee, and this is my favorite one: the Red-breasted Sapsucker. <laughs> we would know the sound of that and recognize it. And, you know, I think about it, kind of a silly example, but when I, it comes to hearing the Lord's voice, I, I think there's some similarities because there are a lot of sounds going around out there, a lot of noise in our world, a lot of voices stirring around inside of us, calling to us. 
trying to speak to us. And yet in the midst of that, there is also God's voice speaking to us, inviting us. But we have to begin to recognize it. We have to pay attention to it and begin to tune our ears to hear his voice amidst all the other sounds. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And it's going to take a real desire. It won't be automatic, but it is possible. So I, I, I think I, I don't want us to feel like, yeah, in, in three or four or five sermons, we'll have this down. I mean, this is a lifetime journey that we're, we're setting out on. But I think we can really begin to grow in it. The second thing, kind of we'll wrap it up with this one, is that we see that the Lord drew close to Samuel when he called him. Now, I've read this story a lot of times. I even, you know, when I was preparing for this message, I picked this passage. But as I was preparing, I, I came across something I hadn't seen before. And man, when I saw it, I'll tell you what, initially, I mean, it, put, it just gave me goosebumps. It just sent shivers down my spine. I got so excited, I ran up and told people in the office, like, oh, I'd never seen this before. The fourth time when Samuel hears God's voice, something new is added to the text. So it's in verse 10. The Lord came and stood there. The Lord came and stood there. I don't know. There's, I, I, the Lord came and stood there calling, as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. There's just something that grabbed me about that. The Lord came and stood there. He's right next to Samuel. Emphasizing the, you know, the, the nearness of God next to Samuel when he calls. So he's not, call, you know, he's not calling Samuel, shouting from some distant corner of the galaxy or even some distant corner of the tabernacle. He stands right there and begins to speak to him. You know, the Bible often says that God's voice, describes God's voice as a still, small voice or a gentle whisper. And, you know, I ask myself, why? Why is that? And there's probably lots of, you know, reasons we could go with, but I think it's because God's not far away from us. I mean, it'd be really weird if you just stand next to your friend and then start talking really loud. I mean, you know, we do that when we're going deaf like I am. I mean, you will have to do that. Um, but you talk in just a normal conversation and a whisper. Why? Because he's not distant. He's right next to us. And it's really the message of the, of, of the, of the Scripture, that, that God is a God who draws near, that he doesn't lean over from his balcony in heaven and yell at us, hey, shape up, get your act together. But that he, in Christ, comes into our world, lives amongst us as one of us, speaks with us, and then by his spirit, he's next to each one of us. Whether we would call ourselves a Christian or not tonight, that the Lord is right next to us, speaking to us. And if we can turn and get the frequency and get it right, we can begin to hear what he's saying. So some of us, uh, maybe there are some of you here that you, uh, you're like the young boy Samuel and that you, you don't yet know the Lord that the, the word of the Lord has not yet been revealed to you. That you don't really, you wouldn't say you have any kind of relationship with Jesus. Um, but you've been, maybe you've been hanging around, you know, hanging around Friday nights or in core. Um, and maybe you're beginning to become aware of his presence. Maybe you're beginning to sense a voice, something stirring, something calling you by name. 
I would just invite, I just thought I'd be amiss if somebody here who doesn't yet have, have started a relationship with, with Jesus, this would be a great time. Anytime's a good time, but this would be a good time to begin that, begin the conversation, and to answer with Samuel, speak, Lord, I'm listening, I'm beginning to hear you, I'm recognizing your voice. And first, I just want to, you know, for is some of you, that's where you're at, you know, the Lord... He gave up his son for you, gave up his life so that you could be near him. He could be near you. He wants nothing more than for you to hear his voice. And that voice, that voice is the sweetest, most loving voice we could hear. I mean, imagine the voice that, of all voices you'd want to hear. Now, who is that voice you'd want to hear? And then you multiply it by infinite amount, and that's the voice of the Lord. So for some of you, that's where you're at. For others of us, maybe we have a relationship with Jesus, but, you know, um, some were getting stirred like, I, I want something, I want to hear the Lord. I want, I want to be aware of his presence. I don't want a distant deity. I don't want to be, you know, suspicious that somehow, you know, he will never really actually talk to me. I want to experience that in my own life. You know, and for maybe some of us here, we just haven't been listening. You know, he's talking, but we're not listening. You know, pull the earbuds out and listen. Maybe, you know, something, you know, maybe that's where you're at. And it may just be, I need to confess and say, Lord, I'm just not listening. But I want to begin to listen. Or maybe some of you are just kind of in confusion or in a place of spiritual fog and if everything just seems muffled. And you're just saying, Lord, could you become clear? Could you help me? I don't understand why that is, but I, I see others who have it that way. I want it to be that way. Or maybe some of you, probably some seniors here and others, uh, are, are, are in a place where you really need guidance. I don't know what I'm doing next fall, next summer, next month. Or I have some big decisions to make. I need to hear the Lord. How do I do that? And maybe you're in that place. Here's, here's the good news, is that the Lord comes and stands beside you. No matter what, you, where you've been at, listening or not listening, he comes and stands right beside you. And he says your name, whatever your name is, you know, David, Cameron, Julie. He says your name. And he promises that he'll help us to hear him. He wants us to hear him. That's his great heart, is that we would hear him. The people who hear his voice will find life if they'll listen. And that's what he wants for us. So I just want to, I want us, we're going to, uh, we're going to close. I'm gonna, I want us to just have a minute of silence and I'm just going to pray. And I think the worship team will come up at that point. So let's just be quiet. We'll just start by saying, speak, Lord. We are listening. Lord, we believe that you are real, that you reward those who diligently seek after you. Lord, that you long to make your presence known and want us to hear you. Not just as, as, as kind of dead words written on a page, but as, as, as living words spoken to us in the context of our life. Lord, I pray, uh, 
wherever we find ourselves at, that you would move us forward. Lord, if we just simply lack desire, we think we've got enough voices in our life, convince us that until we hear your voice, we've, you know, we're not living. Lord, help us through this series, this quarter, to learn to attune to your voice. Set our hearts on it. Mentor us. Teach us. Wherever we find ourselves at tonight, Lord, make it our prayer to say, speak, Lord, because we are listening. Teach us to listen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.